You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, everybody. Happy summer. I am in my element. I am loving this weather. I am headed on a beach vacation on Monday. I'm literally counting the days. I hope you guys are having a great summer as well, and more importantly, a well-designed summer. So thank you guys for joining me. Um, I love getting your questions. I love answering your questions. And even though it's summer, you guys are not taking a break. You are not taking any time off of asking me questions, and I love it. So keep them coming. You can send all your questions to Betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com. So without delay this week, I'm going to dive right into the mailbag and see what's come in. Now, I know a lot of you are joining me later, so you're not checking this out um, as I'm recording. Rather, you're going to listen again later, and so all your answers will be right here. My first question came from Zora, and Zora wrote me a while ago asking, Betsy, how do you fill a big living room space without cluttering it too much for your toddler? A small dining room table in our space is set off to the side. So with a toddler, Zora, you're exactly right. Not that I need to tell you, but you need a lot of space, a lot of space for them to move and wobble around without hitting things. But I find that when people try and accommodate that openness for their toddlers, what they do instead is they remove accent tables. Instead of having a place to put your drink, now you're putting it on the floor, which becomes even more precarious and certainly looks even more cluttered than toddler toys having all sorts of things on the floor and no surface to put them on. So the key with toddlers is to have kind of a flex space, something that can change and shift around. For instance, when I had toddlers and was living in an apartment with limited space, I did push my dining table up against the wall. Day to day, it would only set three or four because the long side was against the wall. And so what I did is I pushed a bench rather than doing two additional chairs on that side that was against the wall. I used a bench that was tucked in all the way that day to day we could just sit at the table without moving it out. But when I did entertain, I moved that table out and was able to use the bench for seating without it being in the way when the babies wanted to play. Another thing that I love for flex spaces, in fact, I still have it even now, are nesting tables. So nesting tables only take up the footprint of one table, but then they have other tables inside or underneath that you can pull out and sprinkle around the space when you have guests or if you're trying to accommodate in tables on either side of the sofa and day to day, you really can't do that. I find nesting tables to be such a game changer because in my home, I can't accommodate an end table on one side. And having a central coffee table that we can't put our feet on, in other words, something hard, just is not practical for our lifestyle. Another thing that you want to keep in mind with toddlers is having things on their level that they can access to keep them busy and away from the things you don't want them to touch. So I love with a toddler removing the books from the bottom two rows of a bookcase, instead putting baskets with their small toys there, and then of course you can use the rest of the bookcase, those items they can't reach, for books, 
picture frames, bookends. So you do want to take advantage of the positive attributes of a toddler, that they're tiny. So you can really work your way up the wall and keep entertaining things down for them. The other thing that you want to keep in mind are those soft edges. I hate, can I just underline, hate the use of those bumpers or those padded edges around a coffee table. Really, if you have a hard edge coffee table and you have young children, it's time to switch it out or put it in storage and not bring it back until they're not going to hurt themselves, which I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old right now. I still don't think we're ready for sharp cornered coffee tables. So do switch it out. You can find amazing circular coffee tables at places like West Elm, Pier 1, Overstock, Wayfair. You guys know if you're regular listeners that I do love an upholstered storage ottoman. And in order to get that surface, you can get the ones that have the trays underneath. Just Google upholstered storage ottoman tray and you'll find that a lot of them have a lift top where it can go from soft to tray in an instant. So you can have a place for that remote, that drink, without even needing a nesting table. So I love that option because then, of course, there's storage inside. Now, you're not going to win any style awards with your upholstered storage ottoman, especially if you're like me, and rather than choosing a nice patterned fabric that would get stained easily, you choose the pleather option. Yes, I went there. I said pleather. But it's just oh so practical with those toddlers and certainly you'll switch it out and you'll bring back your pointy glass coffee table as soon as they're old enough. So Zora, I hope that helped give you some strategies. Keep us posted on how it's hanging with those kids. So my next question this week has come from Cherie. And Cherie said, Betsy, I need help situating furniture in an odd-shaped big room. So, Cherie, you just break it down. Um, You know what I discovered the other day? I discovered that my entire design philosophy is based on this idea of process of elimination. So what I do in a big space that's maybe quite open or just very perplexing is I start with the biggest, most important function in that room. What do I really want to do in this living space? Nine times out of ten, it's sit comfortably and watch TV. If for you the TV is not in the equation, then generally it's just sit comfortably. So you're going to take that comfortable piece of seating whether the dream is a sectional or whether it's just a straight sofa. And in your mind, you're going to move it around the room. I like to physically take my body. I extend my arms like this, or in the case of a sectional, I extend my arms in an L shape, and I move myself around the space so I can get a clear sense of what it would be to sit on that sofa. And the extension of my arms gives me a better feel for the gravity and the enormity of that big piece in the space. So that way, I'm not only visualizing what it might look like, but I'm getting a sense of what it might feel like to be on my sofa in the space. So I move it all around, trying every possible option. From there, there's generally two options that work for the sofa. So then you want to check, is there an appropriate place for the TV in either of those locations? Typically, there may just be one option for the TV sofa placement. So the key here, Cherie, is process of elimination. 
If you're doing this with a dining area or with a bedroom, just take that biggest function, be it sleep and then a bed, or in a dining area, be it the dining table, and move those around trying everything. Because if you just go with your first instinct in terms of that layout, if you just go with what you think might be the best option or what you saw the previous homeowners doing, when you're sitting on that couch, when you're sleeping in that bed, you're going to ask yourself, what if I would have put it over there? Well, What if I would have put it over there? And if you tried every possible option, you no longer have to wonder. So guys, I love it when you send in your questions, but I really love it when you send them in live. So I have a question here from Sig who wrote, my sliding kitchen door is visible from the living room. Both rooms have long drapes with large eyelets. Living room rod is thick, but the kitchen rod is thinner. Wonder if I should buy a thick rod for the kitchen or does it even matter? Yes. So a rod is an architectural feature. So architectural feature means something like a doorknob or a hinge or the window casements. So I like those to typically be cohesive throughout the space if it's an open space. I want to see the same rods in the living room that I see in the kitchen, that I see in the dining room, that I see in the family room, if I can easily track the flow from one room to another. So Sig, I would definitely recommend changing out that rod for the same one that's in the living room. And you know I love a large diameter rod, especially with a panel with eyelets, as you call them. I call them grommets, but I love a grommet panel. It's my absolute favorite type of panel. Even though the vibe it gives off is a little bit more casual, it will slide back and forth on that rod with ease. Unlike a rod pocket or tab top drape, which tends to get caught or bunched up, or limit how far you can scoot it over to the side. So you've done the right thing when you purchase those grommet panels. Now just go get another rod and you'll be set. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break and I can't wait to get back to a couple more questions. So let me go back into the mailbag and see what else came in this week. So my next question came from Leo. Leo wrote me, Betsy, I have a roommate, so I don't want to spend a ton on our communal space. What should I start with? So my question for you, Leo, is whose name is on the lease? It may be yours, but you want to keep in mind that your roommate is also living there. I don't know for how long, but I would like to ask them a little bit about what they like, just so that the space feels like it somewhat reflects them as well, and they might feel more comfortable hanging out in that space. That being said, you do not want to spend a lot of money in this space, right? Because you don't know if they're going to be entertaining friends or spilling their drink or, you know, you never know. So you don't want to feel devastated if something should happen to one of your pieces or if they don't treat it quite as well as you would. So the first step, in my opinion, is to get an indoor-outdoor rug. Indoor-outdoor rugs are so forgiving with stains. You can easily wipe them off. They vacuum up like a dream. They don't shed. So that would be a first purchase that's also much more affordable than an indoor rug. Now, it does not have quite as chic a look. Oftentimes, it has binding on the edges, which can, again, look a little casual, But you just won't be sweating the small stuff with an indoor-outdoor rug because it can take a lickin'. So I'd start there. The next thing that I would do is opt for outdoor pillows. So outdoor pillows made with a sunbrella fabric 
or some other fabric like that will still be as squishy and almost as comfortable as a normal pillow. But again, it gives you that immediate stain resistance. You can spill an entire beverage on an outdoor pillow and just wipe it off. Typically, the liquid will bead up on the surface if it's something like a sunbrella texture. You can get outdoor pillows at a number of locations. Pier 1 has great options. I love Hay Needle. I really just Google outdoor pillow and then the style that I want, be it a Chevron, be it an E-Cat, and I'll find lots of amazing patterns for really affordable price points. So when you're thinking roommates, think outdoors, even though you're designing indoors. So I really hope that helps Leo and uh, hopefully you'll have a peaceful relationship with your roommate for years to come. Let's see about my final question. My final question this week came from Karen. Karen writes me, Betsy, my in-laws are coming for a visit next weekend. How can I pull my space together quickly? Well, that does not give us much time, Karen. I hope by next weekend you mean not this weekend, not like in three days, but rather in eight, 10, whatever days. So in that case, Karen, you're going to have to shop retail. You cannot rely on the fact that the shipments will come in in this short amount of time. So we're going to have to shop retail, even though certainly we could shop a site like Amazon. But I must say, as somebody who online shops for a living, I've been very disappointed finding home goods on Amazon. It's hit or miss, and certainly I love the Prime option so I can get something in an instant, but the selection just isn't there. And if I'm going to be investing in a piece for my home that I'm going to be looking at for a while, well, I really want to like it, even if I have to shop retail. The biggest bang for your buck is going to be with a drape. I think a drape, and you know I'm going to love my grommet panels, you know I'm going to love a nice thick rod that's at least an inch in diameter, but a drape will really make your space look complete. It will make you look finished, right? It will bring that last touch of style, and they're so affordable. You can get them at a number of vendors, every place from JCPenney, who happens to have some of my favorite drapes, to Pottery Barn, to Crate and Barrel. I mean, these are all places you could go locally and pick up a couple of panels with a great rod. I even really love, of course, a lot of you know that I love Bed Bath & Beyond's Cambria rod, but they have a huge selection of drapes too. So typically you want to hang the drape so that it's about three to eight inches outside the window frame on each side. And of course you want those drapes to touch the floor. That's gonna give you that sophisticated look you're going for in an instant. The other thing that I love to add that's really easy and fairly affordable are mirrors. Mirrors will make any cavey corner feel more open and illuminated because it will reflect the light from the windows, the light from the lamps. So put up a mirror, whether you're leaning it inside a bookcase or you decide to truly hang it on a wall and make that commitment. You can find mirrors at any old location and they're really great as stop gaps for artwork while you're searching for that perfect piece, which will be very hard to find in seven days. What you can do in the meanwhile is find a mediocre mirror that doesn't cost you too much that again will make you look more pulled together and enhance the light in your space. So Karen, I hope that helps with your in-laws. Good luck. And guys, it is always a pleasure talking to you. Keep those questions rolling in. I love them. Betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com. And I will catch you next week. Bye. 
A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.